How about this? who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'd rather die running than be left here alone. Okay, but remember, serpentine! Absolutely. What a guy. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. Hi and welcome to a decade under the influence. We, we I, I'm gonna, I was gonna, say. I was gonna say we, but I kind of fucked this up. Um, I wanted to say thank you for that lovely meal. No, you wanted to get it on the tape. Yeah, you're welcome. We have been fed and kind of watered. Yeah, I drank it's my energy vitamin water and it's very good. You said it was like super hydrating. And we will feel deja vu, but not you, our <laughs> listener, my friend Eddie. And my friend Damon <laughs> <laughs> will not feel deja vu, but we're doing this again, and this will be an experiment to see if we can still be good. So nice. We're doing it twice. Yep. It happens. I've listened to many podcasts where they have had to do that, and we are... Among no them. No different. Yeah. yeah. We, we walk among you. <laughs> Human like the rest of you. Yeah. Um so today we're doing a nine movie review. Eight thousand dollars in nineteen forty-four. Oh, nine. Yeah. Nine. Maybe. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's fine. That's why we're not watching a movie this week. We're gonna we're gonna do a watch and review next week. Yeah, nine. Christ. Buckle that's, in. That's why we have hidden your phone. Whatever. <laughs> I could do fucking nineteen. Standing on my head. Yeah, we're going to actually go through and do review every Tom Cruise movie today. <laughs> well, I was trying to talk about um, It's a Wonderful Life. Because the guy, I mean, everybody. I mean, Christ, if we're going to do nine, we better get it, fucking to it. I'm talking about <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life, and y'all won't let me. And then we have to talk about the Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> oh. Do you remember the name of the one that you want us to watch? It was one of the later ones. Uh, wasn't it like Vanilla Sky or? Vanilla, okay. Oh no, it was a, a Obsidian or Obituary or uh, Oblivion. There it is, Oblivion. You did it. <laughs> Obituary. This is, why, this is why we love you. <laughs> I start. Damn it! <laughs> now the last three aren't going to be in chronological order, but that's fine. Yeah, we can work them in. So I, I do, I do think I start because I have the you higher. Do, you have the higher in hand. You yeah. Start. 1971. Um, Wait, before you go. Yeah. 
Okay, go. Do <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> My sister bought me a, a screaming goat. That's enough. Yeah. It's already like it's like okay. I'm only good for 700. That's as many as I can do. That's not cool. Um, so this is my review of The Hired Hand, 1971, a psychedelic western that's more western than psychedelic. Peter Fonda, Warren Oates, and uh, Verna Bloom take us through the story about the gritty West and the cost of going home. You remember I did all mine really short this time? I forgot I didn't like that first line. Wait, what? Now I had to hear it again. I should have corrected it. but uh, Well, just because Zachariah is the official first psychedelic Western. But I didn't say it's the first psychedelic. I just said it's know, a just, psychedelic I'm Western. I'm just saying I didn't, it wasn't my favorite, what do they say in the biz, copy. It wasn't the best copy. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh review. <laughs> uh, I loved Every other word, it was like a poem. Oh, thank you. It was beautiful. Actually, if you if you uh, pay attention, it's a haiku. Okay, that's definitely not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways, get into this movie, because we got nine... Because <laughs> haikus are short. Yeah, but I, I'm all punk rock. If anyone says, get to the movie, I'm going to talk about more random things. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is guaranteed. <laughs> you got to remember, you'd be like, you start talking about ethereal shit, and then I'll be like, we need to focus. <laughs> <laughs> I like this movie. Yeah, me too. Me too. And move on. <laughs> yeah, I like I like this movie um also uh mostly because uh similar to that other western that we watched um <laughs> it was like Miller. a lot yeah, yeah. Um it's much more realistic. It's more it's less like romanticizing this lifestyle and more about showing you like how fucking miserable it was really <laughs> like, um just you know people making their way through this life trying to 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 like find anything <laughs> in it that is like it's worth cheers doing or whatever <laughs> making your way through the world today takes everything you got <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny um yeah i dig this movie too and i i think you're right like that that's one of the things that i really enjoyed about it too uh it was it, peter fonda in this is very like uh he's so quiet he like he acts a lot but he has very few lines um lots of non-toxic masculinity yeah yeah and and this is our possible triad movie that we watched you didn't like it both of you as it was going on you didn't like the fact that he was so quiet and you're putting all this shit on him and i'm like he's saying nothing (laughs) you don't know right i like that he was just calm and quiet he didn't seem calm a lot of the time he just seemed quiet he seemed calm to me oh i see what you're saying no it wasn't that he was quiet it was that um he oh, your memory is wrong. He was often cold, which is different than quiet. Uh, he didn't uh, have your no wrong help. perception. I didn't think <laughs> he was cold. I thought he was just quiet. No, he just so like wouldn't engage. Your perception of what I was saying was incorrect. Yes. No. What? No. <laughs> I was there while we were viewing it. It was like say something came up a lot, and like 
Yeah, because it would be like a like a, a moment that they're having. That. Like a, 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 I feel vindicated, and I wanted to say it. That's okay. all. Well, that's fine. Vindication. It's just it's it's more like in in moments he would be quite he would be unresponsive in moments where it's inappropriate to be. Like when when someone is reaching out to him emotionally, like he would be detached. Um but not necessarily not with men though. Which was interesting and, and also like helped support like so one of the things that I and you just noticed that, like mentioned this a minute ago like the the triad thing like it seemed like there was the subtext that they couldn't say you know maybe because of the times or whatever like you brought it up the, I brought it up that they're just shit I just a second ago in, yeah, in the yeah. review nobody <laughs> else in the audience heard the original recording that got fucked up. <laughs> so we got to do it again. <laughs> oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> so if I refer to things that to you said that nobody heard you say, it's weird. <laughs> no, I'm aware of that. And, you know, we'll get through it. It's fine. It's just, it just might take a while. Yeah. Right. It's okay um, to take time. But, yeah, so there, there's, like, numerous things about their relationships that, that strongly imply that there is something more going on and like and and perhaps like in that time period like people couldn't could would have those feelings but wouldn't be able to talk about it and wouldn't be wouldn't have any social constructions whatsoever to rely on to to really explore that but it but they did it, obviously. Right. Lots of people did that and had those kind of relationships back then. They just had like weird ways of coping with it. <laughs> Which makes me wonder if that was the whole subtext of like we're going out on the range. Like we're we're just going away from the ladies and we're just gonna be out here who making our living off the land or something. And it's incidental like, maybe subtext. I don't know if they did it on purpose, but as you watch the movie you're like, I feel like it's still there. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like that Star Trek episode that was supposed to be a very special gay Star Trek episode for Next Generation, and it turned out to be more about trans people. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, they didn't put that in there at all. But it's like you watch it now, you're like, this works. Yeah. For, <laughs> you know, telling the story of trans. I can never remember the name of that. Persecution. It's not called Persecution. but No, I said and Persecution, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what the name of that is. It's Riker hooking up with the... Uh, anyway, he was like a... Gender-neutral like, person. Um, Jay and Silent Bob. He was like a Silent Bob. That's what I'm kind saying. Kind of, but... With I his quietness. He was just a quiet person. But even Silent Bob is more warm to people and responsive when people are reaching out and have I emotional needs. I got his warmth. I'm saying there's three of us here, and I received his warmth. I think I received Peter Fonda as a very sympathetic <laughs> character. He has dreamy bedroom eyes. <laughs> and again, it's like a lot of this, maybe it's because like the bar is low, but like if you, that movie stands out as... You know, if compared compared to all the TV shows that I was watching oh, yeah. at the time or movies that I was seeing at the time, here's something that's like taking it slow and like it, it has presents a middle aged woman who like he can still be in love with, which they would not show you on like any other show basically at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's refreshing in a lot of ways. And I like yeah. that it's unburied. This was kind of a more buried film for a while. And when it came out, people were kind of like, what is this? 
I ordered normal Western, and I got <laughs> <laughs> hippie Western. It is a hippie Western. I 100% agree. I just was like, it's not the first. Yeah. No, I got that. Um, but Zachariah is another one that's like, what, it's 1970, so it's like, it doesn't necessarily work for us because it feels too hippie. Yeah, and, and it's two 60s. This one feels like a 70s. Film. The beginning of it especially feels like it, it, like you feel that 60s overlap in the film with all the literal overlaps that they do in the film and, and if dissolves you watch Woodstock, and whatnot. It's kind of like that, where it's like it's going to go half screen, then it's going to go three screen. Yeah. It's just for some reason there's people that are just constantly fucking with how you see the films. Mm-hmm. Like, Ugh, we know this movie is from 1970, 71, or 72. But on the... It's on not the, recording. Uh, no, it is. <laughs> on the subject of, of the tos- toxic masculinity, though, like, it's interesting that, or like... Else? Who was the other guy? Oh, the the young guy? Yeah. I didn't even write his name down. No, I know, but I think he, he is just a memory, and it's funny as it gets further away. It's like, what happened? <laughs> Wasn't he the more shitty one? It's just I remember something about feet. I remember pe- people not talking, something about feet. So <laughs> if, you're, if you remember, like, he, the younger guy... Goes off to sleep with uh, the one guy's wife, who is a sex worker, and uh, in that in that shitty little town, or is set up to is set up to, to believe that is a sex worker, the, right? But then they kill him to steal his horse, yeah, and then and it's the butler from the Jeffersons, yes, <laughs> and the the. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob have they realize that they need to take yes. his horse back. And That's so my analogy, people. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> and so, but they they, they they know they have to like have this retribution, and so they they go out and do it. But they don't like it's not vengeful. It's not like they're not like cutting off their fingers or anything. He does shoot the guy in the feet. Boom. Uh, but they don't kill the guys. They just kick the shit out of everyone else and then shoot the guy in the feet. I have no recollection of the ending of this movie, too. Remember, he gets does sent the end? finger. And so he goes to save his buddy. And then credits. And then. We don't get to see it? Yeah, no, no, you get to see it. It got heavy for a while as they were like at the. Like, so they, they, they go home to this guy's wife. And then, like, the three of them all get real tight and close. And it's like. The question was, how does it end? We're getting there. <laughs> yeah. There's context to it. <laughs> the actual ending. It'd just be like. The end frame is not the entire movie in recap. The How end frame is he comes to the end. Oates yeah, comes back or uh, Jay comes back to the, the farm without Silent Bob. Ooh. And then roll credits. Roll credits. Yeah. Is it a freeze frame? I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, because his buddy, like, you know, is like, whoa, this situation's heavy. Like, I got to get out of here. I can't. I can't hang. Yep. Like, <laughs> and ends up like going through that town, gets captured. They send the finger, and so then he has to, he has to go, and that's like a whole. He rolls in with vengeance. Conflict, can't see. I'm then, giving ashes the middle yeah, finger. He doesn't make it. He doesn't make it. Silent Bob gets mm-hmm. shot. But the friend he Spoiler rescued, alert. the friend he rescued, does make it. Yep. Goes back to the farm. And, but it doesn't like feel like the worst thing because like his relationship <laughs> with the lady is better. Yeah, I agree. Like, he's more like he's more warm and supportive, and like like is way more engaged with her in the ways that she wants to be engaged with. 
Yeah. So it's like, it's tragic, but it's also like, well, of the endings, <laughs> it's like she's it's probably all right. <laughs> he was also like oh, way better with the kid, like the other guy, like wasn't very interested in like his interacting daughter. with his kid very yep. much and the other guy was like super into like you know hanging out with the kid and like He's being a, like a dad and stuff. Yeah, he was also super jealous, which was which was interesting, not of his friend. I believe the term you're looking for is jelly. Yeah, he was very jelly, uh, but not of his friend, but of the townspeople who like uh, his wife had been hooking up with uh, while he was gone. But well, but if know. if you remember the what context of those those hookups was not exactly consensual. It was more like like her retelling of of those interactions was more like she had to hire people to help her take care of the farm and those people would assume that like, you know, because of like her vulnerable position being a single mother you know, running a farm out in the middle of fucking nowhere that like they could just take whatever they wanted from her. And so she had to navigate that really complicated dynamic. Well, I thought part of it. And so it was like pretty much like she was like getting raped, but she was like, how do I navigate this without getting killed and, you know, losing my farm and, you know, like all the things that would happen back then to a a single woman who has valuable property. And, you know, in that era, you could kill someone and take claim to their property because, you know, you were, you were the hired hand that was working with her or whatever. And like, who's going to fucking tell you boo? Nobody. But I thought part of what she told him, and maybe this is just her like owning that, was that she um she was like what am i just gonna fucking wait for you like am i just gonna sit around and like not get laid for nine magical fantasy land yeah yeah Yeah. that's fucking stupid like i'm gonna so i mean maybe that's that's what i remember but right right it was complicated there was like but she was also clear that like she could either find a way to make it work for her. Yeah. And like, you know, like a lot of times people who are in, in traumatic, like especially sexually traumatic situations that they can't escape, they construct ways to be able to cope with it while they're going through the acute experience of it. Gotcha. And then once they're out of that, and they're in a safe situation, then they're able to process the trauma and handle, you know, eventually handle the reality of what was happening to them. Um, but it's super common for survivors of, of like complex PTSD over a long period of time. Like, especially like you see this in children, right? Like children who have to spend their whole childhood being raised in a traumatic situation. Like they, construct all sorts of ways to like be sympathetic with their abuser and sure abusers plural uh let's we'll do quick ratings seven it could be your mom your dad a priest a nun all the above yeah absolutely all of them at the same time what are you saying 
Uh, I gave that movie a seven. I don't remember what I gave it, but uh, I'm, it, I was refreshed by it. I was happy it was made. It was a, a, a good movie to. Did you turn made. off your microphone? No, it's on. Okay. Hey, here. Wait, hold on. Let's see if we can tell. <laughs> it, it just it needed. Fucking ruin this thing. Just I was like excited to have the screaming goat through the entire podcast. And the batteries are failing. I told you you needed to have extra batteries <laughs> taped to the side of this thing so we could be ready to just oh! switch them out and get ready. Yeah, I don't know. I give this a seven or an eight. Watch it and tell us what you think. And you give this a thumbs up? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's next? Um, well, the, the man. 1972. We could also do the other one uh, after this if we wanted to. The the effect of gamma rays on man on the moon marigolds. Or we could do that now. (laughs) Let's do the man because it's right here. Yeah. Uh, The man, 1972. Okay. I do not remember the tragic accident very well, but... President, vice president, and possibly others have died, and Darth Vader is next in line for the presidency. Whitey is shocked about the first black president, and then there's something about South Africa, and Darth Vader must decide on reform or revolution. Film is sadly seemingly buried. Also stars Martin Balsam of The Twelve Angry Men, All the President's Men, Summer Wishes, Winter Dreams, and Burgess Meredith, Rocky's Coach. From Magic, and we just saw him in Otto Preminger's Such Good Friends. See our episode number, what is it, 42? Such Good Friends? I think so. Uh, Vader from Star Wars stuff, Claudine, Conan, Exorcist 2, The Great White Hope, Dr. Strangelove, directed by Joseph Sargent, The Taking of Pelham 123, Colossus the Forbin Project, The Corbinite Maneuver, Star Trek, based on a novel by Irving Wallace, and screenplay by Rod Serling. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> this is a cool movie, and... I think the cool one movie. of the things that stood out for all and I of love us, and support you. Oh, thank you. Is oh, that uh, we all wanted this to come out on DVD or something like that? It, it did. Uh, because we dreamed it because we cared. I care. Yeah, I don't know if this one did. I hope it does. It's going to. Yeah, I wanted because to because we care. That's right. This is Care Bears Two rules. <laughs> <laughs> all of you at home, start caring together right now. Yeah, because this movie definitely needs to be seen by more people. Yeah, and it, it, it's a pretty realistic. Like it just the the whole time. Like I I do a lot of working with people in government and and like I just saw a lot of the things that that I tend to see and um and I just it it seemed like the the people who who wrote this have some experience with with these systems and what it looks like, you know, behind all the like media bullshit and you know propaganda or whatever. Like Staff just the <laughs> behind all the, the media bullshit. <laughs> 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 it's like the the man. <laughs> 
the banality of evil behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's a really, I mean, that's that's apt because th- that is a lot of what happens, right? They just wrap him up in, like, cotton wool and are like, you're just the president. You just, like, stay here, shut up, whatever. Um, and we're just going to, like, make all the decisions with without you, around you. Uh, and it takes him a while to, like, assert himself and find his role uh, there. Um, and then he does, and he just starts steamrolling. He starts getting uh, better and better, understanding the role more, and face which with is like he's already played that. Which game. is sort of what normally yeah. happens Racism. with with elected officials, anyway, and especially like presidents or mayors or governors or you know people who are in those like symbolic like leadership positions, um, and they they have to learn to just like just get in the fucking bullpit and and stand up for themselves and like you know really show that they they understand these policies and right because there's a lot bring something to the table what's well, a big deal because but it's the first african-american exactly it's and like so all completely colored by that right like and so I'm glad that they made that fantasy which it was in 1972 you had to have this crazy fantasy accident but then film it so we can see, uh, you know, how racism affects it and how they're putting him. And I love the supporting characters like Burgess, Re- Burgess Meredith and the others. It's similar to what we see in the spook who sat by the door, but way more examined. Mm-hmm. How you yeah. can see how they're constantly like, you know, your role. So get back and let us do it. You're obviously a token at best. Right. You know, and he's able to uh, rise above. Like you said, and that's a Black Flag song too. Rise above, <laughs> we're gonna rise above. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So definitely check this one out. The South Africa stuff, the the, the quagmire they give him for for that's you interesting. Quagmire. quagmire. I'll say it again. Um, it's interesting because it's certainly. I mean, they give him something really race specific that like it just wouldn't even be an issue if it was reversed. Um, I mean, maybe it would be a bit of an international thing, but n- not in the same way that this comes off. So, and I liked also how it examined, as I said, uh, reform or revolution. Yeah, absolutely. You have a choice where you're going to stay within the system. Can and can it possibly be changed within the system? I mean, we're talking about institutionalized racism. I'm sure a lot of people were screaming. Even his kid was like, you know, it's not going to work that way. We need to tear it all down. Like this, you can't do it within this system. Burgess Meredith will stop you. <laughs> and we also talked about how like it was pretty weird that no one took a shot at him or anything like that. Yeah, they did not want to do that in this movie. Yeah, they they're did. like, that's not what we're doing. I can see why. That's a way less interesting movie. Well, I think they. I mean, yeah, if I had made it, I would have had it in there. You could still have everything that they're shooting and everything that was scripted, but also have him dodging bullets. <laughs> 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 and I got to deal with you because I mean, it, it it it's a failure. For me, because there, you also would have that. Yeah, agreed. The first African American president in 1972, and it's Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> he had done a lot of movies. I like that the, he played it as a nerd, though. I like that a lot. He's like, he look, did. I'm just like a a we nerdy constitutional lawyer. I'm just here because I want to do good in politics. Because right? uh, I mean, right. not, not to talk about Battlestar Galactica, but what was her thing? Because everybody had died, and then she became the leader, but she was like, 
you know, president of agriculture. It was something about teachers. No, she was secretary, secretary of education. Education. Yeah. But then she was forced to be in charge. Yeah. And then he was what? Uh, Senate Vader. pro temp. Yeah. And he was geeky with his glasses. Yeah. Actually, I want to tell you about the history of the... Now you're president. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like usually the people who play the role of advisor or... You know, I mean, the actually smart people. Like right. the, the politicians are generally, um, frankly, kind of dumb. And... Um, oh, Burgess Meredith. And like just they're just good at winning popularity contests. They're just sort of charming racist, personalities. Like they're educated, but they're not smart. Right. Like generally they're well, they're just good at social climbing, but they're not like they're not really maybe smart, good at, at government. Um, well, I mean, the really shitty national socialist who reads a bunch of books. He's educated and maybe smart, but still wrong. Right. But I would say, like, th- they're but really I, I just mean, like, government in general. sphere of things, like, right? And the, the people that help them really understand how to manage a government and all the, like. <sighs> oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> uh,. <laughs> the cat is walking on all of our he, recording he loves equipment. To destroy our world. Um. <laughs> anyway, so like the real brains are the people who are who are like the behind the scenes, like the yeah. the bureaucrats that that those people hire to advise them. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, the smart people behind the scenes, the those like actually intelligent bureaucrats, like he gets to be the politician he gets to be the president and he's black so it's like doubly interesting yeah i totally agree i totally agree and it, and it was it was a fun line that they that they then walked where they were trying to figure out like you know Game he, he's he's got these like poles of like Oh, I want to follow all the rules that I'm that I that I know about and set up and maneuver this. And you know, his his daughter is like, yeah, but maybe we should be more radical. We should make more like revolutionary pushes. And he's like, we are barely at the table for this conversation. And I thought like the the, the balancing act they did with that was really good. That's right. what I wanted. I was on team fucking paint the White House black and let's go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Right, and so he's like struggling nope. between right because like it's he painted a rainbow flag though that was that it's was cool. really it's really fucking hard to like get any sort of progressive ideas into those spaces the the power structures are so deeply entrenched in those spaces, um, especially in the United States, like you know maybe in other governments around the world like you can you can get a lot further with those ideas but but in the u.s like even in the most progressive quarters of the country it's it's really difficult obviously um, yeah especially for 1972 what do you, what do you got your headphones yeah. on did, 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 but did, i, did I you like fuck it all up just making sure you didn't i like how he how he navigates that that complexity like he he does believe in those ideas and he's he's trying to come up with intelligent strategic ways 
to stay consistent with those values and you know push for those important changes using the tools that are actually available to him yeah i like that too like you know everybody has a role to play in a, in a revolution right like there's the folks who who you know focus on like how do we help people survive through this moment now and with the systems and you know accesses to to power that we have and we still need a revolution yep. like we still need people doing that organizing work but that that organizing work like doesn't happen in in government halls not typically it's only very rare extraordinary moments and like I, uh, it takes some really brilliant minds to make that that go, and I think he takes a good crack at it. And yeah. that's one of the reasons that I like this movie so much. Is I I think he does a pretty good job of writing that line and getting those voices in where they need to get to in in as much as you can in that time period. Uh, I went eight on this movie. Any of my ratings on here, it is a failing. Do you want to give a thumbs up, thumbs down? I'd be really shocked if there's anything but a thumbs up. Thumbs yeah, up. it is definitely a thumbs up. Um, I just I wanted to hear more of Dominic's view though, since oh sorry, like he had to run out and <laughs> deal with a <the> cat. <laughs> kind of. I mean, that's fine. I need to see it again. I mean, uh, which is the thing, because I think we're going to uh, give this a full watch and review at some point. So. Yeah, I would be into that. We can come back to it. I My feeling is that I liked how it ended, but I wish that he it, w- it could have been more like Spook Who Sat By The Door, because that's more like, yeah. And that's the other side of it. You've got all action. Like, he's FBI trained. He's trained these revolutionary groups already. How to actually make some real change. And not like fuck around, and there, you know, I was hoping there would have been some of that. Yeah, I'm still for him at the end because, mm-hmm. like I said, there was that conflict with his children, with his kid, or whatever, and I and I had empathy for him. You know, I was like, you're coming down a little too hard on this 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 man who's trying. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking Darth Vader. But uh, I'm also ready to move on. A little winded. Everyone's tuned out at this point. Yeah, I know. And then we're going to get to something exciting. Stevie. <laughs> oh, we're not going to yeah. do we're, we're not going to dive into the we'll go afterwards cuz I already had two in a row. It's just fucking oh, I can't even say it. The fact of man and the moon marigolds. Fact of gamma rays on man and the moon marigolds. You say it enough and I just it's going to roll it off just the tongue. rolls, yeah. And that's not even our longest title. The longest title is dealing. Is dealing the something Berkeley Barb to the something bl- 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 blues. Yeah. Two. <laughs> oh, God. I'll never remember. And there's one title so of dumb. another movie that's even longer than that. It's like the incredibly strange cl- creatures who became mixed up zombies and stopped living or something. It's longer than that. <laughs> anyway, let's do Stevie and get through it. I was saying that it's action because it's not. Yeah, it is. Stevie, 1978. Stevie, Glenda Jackson. Glenda Jackson hangs out with her aunt in their flat drinking sherry and reminiscing and breaking the fourth wall. Boom. The film is based off of a play by Hugh Whitmore. You know, we say like, you know, a bunch of movies are based off plays, but I would say maybe even 75%. I was thinking of this this morning. That seems really about right. It's like, it's rare that we don't say it was based on, and it's rare (laughs) that it doesn't look 
like a movie that's based right. on this a play. one more than most. Even the man. Though. Oh yeah, this one is just billion percent all in one room basically. It's like There's a, a couple scenes where you see them walking or something. Yeah. And we can get into that. Um, based off a play by Hugh Whitmore, screenplay. He wrote the screenplay too, uh, about the life of writer and poet Stevie Smith. Directed by Robert Enders, who was more of a writer. Stevie Smith was close to George Orwell. She got tuberculosis. She was sent to a sanitarium. She was fascinated by death. And much of her writing was dark AF. That means as fuck. Wiki said her politics was leftist and her aunt was into Toryism. Sylvia Plath, uh, the bell jar, was way into Stevie Smith. She was celibate most of her life. Asexual, maybe. She was atheist. Um, I liked her aunt. I liked the movie. I just wish it was less boring. A little cats, gothic shit, witches. Reading about her was rad. I need to learn more. A poet. She said that she was a poet who hated poetry. And I really liked this movie. Uh, I mean, I really liked hearing about her, but yeah, the movie was boring. I still like it because I love Glenda Jackson. Yeah, I made it through it. Yeah. Yeah, I. So I liked that it was like. Uh, middle finger to patriarchy in the sense that it's like just these two women drinking. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna show you the lives of two like middle aged women drinking, not giving two shits about men whatsoever. <laughs> like you know, maybe for like a hot second, just enough to like. <laughs> Let just, you know they just, still exist, <laughs> and to reject I, them openly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just to show, you, like, show that they they tried that, and it was not for them. Yeah, pass, <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> Which is why I mentioned, but maybe maybe asexual because I mean people didn't talk about that. Like, right. she just wasn't interested. And uh, right, was this huge horrible thing that you couldn't talk about. And they're o- we're only no- now starting to dialogue about it as much as maybe we should. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think. It also was like, it was kind of annoying that <laughs> they didn't, they, they, it seems like they focused on the least interesting things about this person. Yep. I mean, also, like, that could have been a statement in and of itself. Like, you know, again, like a big middle finger to patriarchy and like all of the, you know, I remember we cultural. Talked about that, and I like that. I hadn't thought about that. You know, hey. signifiers and things that like patriarchy upholds as interesting or exciting. Like this is like the complete fucking opposite of that. Yeah, it's a lot about transit and being sick of living in the suburbs, but also always wanting to be home when you live in the suburbs and not go into the city. And every time you go into the city, it's trying and is a story in, into itself. Well, I went to a party. How was it? Traffic was terrible. The train was full. You know, it's like, <laughs> but how that. was that? And I wouldn't want to because yeah. I think that's where it's a real swing and a miss. Because the more research I did about Stevie Smith, the more I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, she seems, right. it seems like the research it. that you did on her was far more interesting than what they depicted. What they depicted was like way too much focusing on like, Transit. Her wealth and privilege, yeah. and like just the mundane things about her, and like they they give you like uh, a quick glance into her as like 
a dark individual. Like they, they, they give you her poetry, which is good and gives you that, that look, but very little of the actual movie is dedicated to that, like darker side to her, like the things that she was going to through that brought her to a sanitarium that brought her to the brink of, uh, feeling yeah. where she was. Being so suicidal. her suicide mm-hmm. attempt. Yeah. yeah. So I, for those things, I thought it was, I don't know. It ticked me off a little bit. It was also refreshing a little bit in a way like the hired hand was refreshing and a lot of movies we watch are refreshing we right. don't see a lot of movies like that and it breaks the fourth wall more than a movie i can think of oh yeah but i just it was refreshing that it just focuses on these two women and yeah which kind of that's why it makes cool. me think like with with all of those other you know sort of juicy exciting details about her life being omitted like Makes me wonder: Is that an intentional statement? Yeah, because it definitely to could focus have. on these things instead. But unfortunately, what we get is a movie that looks a lot like a two-person play. Um, hey, we see so many of those, and we're going to yeah. continue to do so many of those. That, I would still give it a seven. Yeah, I, I, the you're first fighting, time we you're did, fighting to give it a seven. Yeah, I want to like this movie. Here's I want the thing. to give this a higher rating. If you're really a fan of 70s movies or if you're really a fan of Glenda Jackson, definitely I would watch this. Or if you're yeah. a fan of Stevie she Smith. She was great. Yeah. Glenda Jackson was the great. The acting in this was phenomenal. It was really good. The, the relationship between uh, her and her aunt is great. And even though they have like some pretty obvious like political disagreements and, and whatnot, they're they their relationship and how they uh deal with those differences is really cool um because she still cares for her she's a primary caregiver as she as she gets older and then passes away we'll talk about that in uh, one of our next reviews yeah and it's 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 <laughs> it's done well and i i would say that like how she helps her aunt pass is uh is a way that makes her feel honored and valuable and not like just some burden that she's dealing with. Yeah, I like the relationship was was cute, but Sherry is still gross. Yeah, Sherry is gross. <laughs> are and you, are you not ready to move on? No, I I, I don't know where I'm going to land because I I either want to give this like a four or a seven, and I'm I think that's fine. Like you know, I'm going to give it a, a higher review because you know yeah I I tend yeah, okay. to do that, and so you can you can go low if you want. Yeah, at least there's someone on the tape that's saying like. Yeah, I think you should watch it. It's uh, you know, it's gonna it's better than watching Wonder Woman eighty four, right? Oh Christ, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Another swing and a miss. You couldn't no, aren't pay you gonna get me him to off watch or not? that again. <laughs> I'm not really. I, really I have to watch it again because I really liked it. So I think I need to watch it again. And without the weed. <laughs> <laughs> Such but a big middle finger to the Bechdel test. As we <laughs> were, <laughs> as we were talking about it. I was like, yeah. And when I watched it, I I thought that a lot of that was bullshit. I still thought it was a fun movie. Yeah, maybe just because you know it did what it was supposed to do. They were throwing shit at us. I I, I should have been like so much higher to watch that terrible, terrible film. Do we have to move him? Are you going to move him? It's it's okay. It's not okay. I can't. We can't have this happen again. So. You need to find a way to put the box up now, too. Yeah, no. He's fine right there. I assume that if you were right there, he wouldn't do it. Um, <laughs> moving on. Oh, uh, did you give it a thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs in the middle? Um, I believe it's a just barely a thumbs up. I like that. Here we go. Based on oh, Midnight Express 1978. 
Based on the real life experiences of Billy Hayes. Man, I need to read this book because according to the tiny YouTube research I did before SNL, most of it, if not all of it, is real. Update, that's not necessarily true. Um, <laughs> I'm just reading what I wrote again, and we talked about this uh, last week or two weeks ago, that um, you know when you do have a screenwriter and then, you know, the the book has a little bit of fiction, the screenwriter has a fiction, and then, you know, the director will have its own take. It, you know, it's telling a story, and I think the essential story gets in there, but I'm sure, um, and I have not ordered that book. I ordered Such Good Friends, and I got that as a gift for me for Christmas. And it looks brand new. But Midnight Express, the book by Billy Hayes, is still on the list. Anyway, Billy is a nice enough entitled dude who wants hash and to smuggle some hash. <laughs> But newsflash, he finds that he fucking sucks at it. <laughs> he gets busted and sentenced to forever in a Turkish prison. His partner and family are super sad, obviously. He is in prison with the tummy guy from Alien and the funny Quaid. Oh, yes, and the what Swedish yoga guy, I can't remember. They bond and try to keep their sanity as best as they can, but the guards and prison itself... Have other plans. Discuss. He is like not just bad; he is epically bad at. at, at there are people like that that freeze and shit. You no, know? but he's so bad that he gets caught, and they think he's a terrorist who's trying to blow up a plane. That was like one of my favorite moments in this movie. Mine it's just too. like they're all and that was definitely freaking real. out and just like. And then they were happy that bullets. it was drugs. Yeah, and then, then the guy's just like. Oh, it's just hash. It's just hash. <laughs> You're still busted, though. He's like, can I go? No. no. <laughs> I like that part. So so early things that made me really like them, this movie, that part. And then when they're riding in the car to go bust the guy who we bought hash from. And, and he's like, wait, are you from like the American embassy? And he's like, something like that. And he just lets it say. Right That's a good thing when you think about it. It's like, yeah, just because I appear as like another sympathetic white guy, like I'm from your country and you've been talking to me. And it took a long time for him to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. Are, are you wonderful? Like, are you good? And he's not. What's your relationship? But to he me? is one of the pharaohs from Modesto in American Graffiti. Oh, geez. Modesto. <laughs> and if there wasn't a quarantine, we would have already done gone to Modesto. That's right. On your way to L.A. We're going to stop by. Your sister. Yeah. See the statue? What statue is it? Are you mesmerized by the levels now? You can't look away. <laughs> I just see you going like this. No, I'm just listening. But uh, you're looking. I really... Um, this movie is, is great. I, I rate it quite highly. It's a, It has some really dark parts in it. A lot of really dark parts I mean, in when it. You, when it's presented, it's, you know, when people think about it, some people are even afraid to watch it. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's the one. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's a beautiful movie, I mean, too. That, that's right. And it... I get it. Yes, it could be triggering, but I think it's, it's also a beautiful movie. Yeah, it does a yeah. really good job of, like, showcasing this. And it's it's interesting because, like, we've watched some other, like, 70s prison movies that are, that are state-bound. And I wouldn't actually a lot. There's a ton of similarities between the two. Um, I think one of the jarring pieces for him in it is just how uh, how little he can communicate with folks. So he obviously becomes friends with like the few folks around him who can speak who can speak English. Yeah, that all tracks. 
But I like that he did, you know, by the end, he made an effort to learn some of the language or through immersion learned some of it. Right. He was able to have conversations. I really liked the, you know, it's one of those movies that was, was helpful from when I saw it as a younger person because uh, it has some, some definite gay subtext. Oh, yeah. And we talked about when I was reading about the film how um, the director or whoever was involved in making that scene, um, you know, it got sent out from where they were and it took a long time and they sent back and the, the film kind of like had to stop and like they were really upset about that scene. So as little as we get is like as much as they could put in. Yeah, didn't you say a guy got fired over that? Fired and then rehired, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I mean, I mean, they kept a lot. We're, like they're we're stro- lucky to they're have stroking that, each other's was, dicks in the shower. It was necessary <laughs> to have that because it's like, just, and it's like close-ups of them stroking, like of their dicks, of them stroking each other's dicks in the shower. Yeah, so like, best which part is of the amazing. Movie, <laughs> how how much more was there? And then it's yeah, exactly. like so sweet. Like they're like doing yoga together, and you're just like, ah, oh, it's not so bad. They're gonna make it through, and then yeah. leaves. Right, he yeah. gets out. He, he made oh. it through. The Swedish guy. And his I like that it presented yeah. other types, you know, because as we've talked about, um, what's his name? Quaid is dealing with it quite differently. And I really liked it because he's punk rock because he's just smashing shit. <laughs> yeah, he cannot <laughs> handle. He just as can't. soon as you see him walking, it's like, fuck this thing in front of me and fuck you. And slapping this guy and, and pushing and that guy. Ass knifing or whatever it was. <laughs> the Turkish revenge. Turkish revenge. He just keeps getting stabbed in the ass. And this film is telling a very specific story, but it is true that like some of the people involved did feel bad that like you know the Turk people involved in people that lived in Turkey or whatever were upset by this. Yeah, and I get it. I also like would stand up for the movie, but I agree that like some of these people felt remorseful that it had that effect. Yeah, I mean you don't want to make them like you're still telling a, a story about a guy upset, yeah. but like also at the same time this is shit that happens. So I don't know, change your shit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the. <laughs> It's the fact that there's so little other representation of Turkish culture, like other than like exactly. really shallow tourism or like, you know, hyper focus on their prison system, which, as you pointed out, is like not actually, especially during that time period, not very different than the United States. Yeah. And I guess looking through today's eyes of what prisons look like. Uh, and what they do to people today here in the states, you might actually argue that that is a more humane system, uh, the the one that they had in the seventies. There, they had a kind of a surprising amount of physical freedom. Yeah, exactly. There's like a lot more like socializing, and you know, like it's a very open prison. Yeah. Like people aren't confined to to little cells and then, you know, strictly regimented everywhere like they are in the US. It's like Yeah, it seemed like everyone kinda had like their own little space, but then they lived in like a communal space and I mean, I don't know how, how big those things are, but I mean it it just is like putting the juxtaposition in there of like what prisons look like today, this like mammoth steel cage, tiny cages for everyone that, you know, it's all seclusion based unless you're in a County system or something like that. That's, I, I think I'd rather be in the Turkish prison, honestly. 
Yeah, yeah. It's up in the air. <laughs> but the point, I guess, it's, it's just an interesting thing to look back back across, especially since it, they took so much heat for being like, unhum, like, inhumane and like third worldish looking. Um, just thinking about where we are today with prisons and there being so many more people incarcerated as well in the United States today. Yeah, far more than any other country. Like, far, far more. Yeah. <laughs> and for fewer, like, for more ridiculous reasons. Mm. One thing that we talked about a little bit last... Did I cut you off? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, that we talked about last time uh, for this movie that I, th- I think is, is, is just interesting is he gets out of prison by killing a guy, stealing his keys and sneaking out of the prison and then sneaking across the border to Greece and coming home. Um, and when he gets home, like all of his family's there, like news reporters are there, politicians are there and they're like, hooray, you're home. You made it. And I just, I think that's a funny story. And I'm not saying that it's just that he was put in jail or any of those things, but like, I think if, if that story's reversed, and you know, oh, the, this is the story of a Turkish guy who murdered a secu- like the warden of a prison, and then snuck across into Canada and got home after smug like getting a prison sentence for smuggling drugs, a massive <laughs> amount of drugs. It would have been a, a sympathetic viewpoint of of you know a Turkish person then, because my heart was still with Billy Hayes, and like he did what he had to do. It was an accident. He wasn't trying to kill him, but the guy was right. like. The guy was definitely trying to kill him. Yeah, that was the like, and so, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying, like, it's it's, it's, still, it's, f- it's still played as a heroic. It's a bright heart of the movie when you're finally going to be able to get out. Right. I thought it was right. Done it's just very a well cultural double standard. I think is what he was trying to point mm-hmm. out. Yeah, but I didn't necessarily see it that way because if it had been the opposite then I would have been sympathetic to the Turkish person. Yeah, I think we would. We would. Sure. But, but it, that I movie... Mean, if it was done just as well and just as beautifully with the kicking soundtrack or whatever... <laughs> that movie wouldn't have got made in the U.S. Right, which is the point that I'm, I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> it would have been like, you can't have that kind of an okay. ending. you got to change it. <laughs> yeah. Put Tom Cruise in it. You can still <laughs> say he's Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is the last samurai. That's right, he is. Brad Pitt is the Mexican. <laughs> uh, this w- movie got two Oscars, one for screenplay and one for score. Um, I don't really remember the score too much, but it was kind of cool because it was kind of like uh, keyboardy and yep. and jazzy. Written by Billy Hayes. He was a journalism major. Screenplay by Oliver Stone. Directed by Alan Parker. He did Mississippi Burning. Uh, Alan Parker uh, died this year, July 30, 31st, 2020. Um, uh, shoot the moon, the wall, birdie. These are movies that Alan Parker directed, along with Mississippi Burning. Um, oh yeah, remember I was like, ask me what movies, other movies were nominated for Best Picture in 1979 because oh, one of them doesn't fit. I and it was Midnight Express, Coming Home, An Unmarried Woman, The Deer Hunter, and Heaven Can Wait. <sighs> <laughs> This is a movie that just doesn't belong. Someone loves Warren Beatty. Yeah, (laughs) Warren Beatty does. (laughs) And Brad Davis was a AIDS activist. He died of AIDS in 1991. 
uh, sadly, you know, we lost him. That, but he was, you know, speaking out about like the government's and especially Reagan's handling of the AIDS crisis. Extreme in action. Similar to another pandemic, some might say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are we going next? Or, or should okay. we, oh, we didn't score that one. I, th- I do think we should probably, as much as I don't want to talk about it, we probably should make a note of the the cat being killed. I mean, oh, yeah. trigger warning, there's something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, prisons are rough. Oof. Yeah, but they usually a, have something like that. There's not usually a, lot a of cat movies. in prison, but there is but a cat oh, in I've prison. Oh, I've seen so many cool. movies yeah. where it's either it's a it could be a cat, and this movie's a cat, but another movie's a cockroach, or a mouse, or it's or a mouse, or a bird, or something. Right, just whatever little precious thing you have. Uh, I gave this yeah. movie uh, probably a ten, and I'm thinking maybe a nine, a nine or a ten, depending on what mood strikes me. Yeah, I was between seven and eight for this. I think I'd probably lean more towards eight, but. Uh, yeah. And then you've got, we're moving on to that sinking feeling, 1979. Thumbs up? Thumb? Uh, yeah, thumbs up. Yeah. That sinking feeling. Um, since we're not doing a uh, a movie, I'm going to pause here and feed the cats so that they'll fuck off a little bit. We're within the uh, Oh, you can pause it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. My sister is going to be so glad that you like that. Uh, 1979's That Sinking Feeling. Glasgow, yes, in Scotland, but not the one you're thinking of, has a few, or excuse me, has few opportunities for its youth. This film follows a plucky group of friends as they put together a crew and endeavor a zany heist. Um, they left and they want to talk about this movie. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, this movie is was all overdubbed. <laughs> <laughs> no one heard that I uh, heard that they said be grateful you get a chance to get a word in edgewise but now we are both speechless we yeah. have nothing to say just taken taken away no this movie <laughs> this movie's great it's also kind of you're terrible great. you're right it is overdubbed the entirety of the thing uh so funny facts about this movie this the, the entire budget for this film was ten thousand dollars uh excuse me the over overdubbing because the all the actors are have very scottish accents uh and when they uh, decided that they were going to have glasgow accents specifically yeah and when they decided that they were going to show cassidy haircuts (laughs) that they were going to show this movie in america they were like there's no fucking way people will understand these people we have to overdub it which they did with Edinburgh accents. <laughs> it was funny. They did it with Which Mad is Max really too. weird. Like, if you're at all familiar with Scottish culture, you're like, these are kids in Glasgow. Why do they sound like they're from Edinburgh? <laughs> because it's more understandable. Yeah, and it costs more to do that than the entire budget of the film, which is just hilarious to me. Like, Did the uh, same actors come in and do that? No. Uh, <laughs> they also used adults. For oh, for, the, for children, the young yeah. children, <laughs> like, why is there a twenty-five-year-old woman doing the voice of a five-year-old? And this you noticed really it. Weird. I didn't yeah. notice it immediately. Really did, yeah. it was so it sounds like the same kid. <laughs> and is this woman doing a kid voice? All of the voices. I'm badly. <laughs> 
what should we do next, guys? Uh, this movie is great. It's obviously a labor of love. Um, he said it also sucks. I, well, it's not the best made movie you will ever see. In fact, it is going to be very low on and the it range. It doesn't of have them. The, the tightest plot either. It, it does has not other have problems. the tightest plot. But it's good and it's fun to watch. Yeah. And the, the thing that and we. You can fall asleep during it. You could definitely fall asleep during this film. Uh, the thing that stood out doing some research on this film is how much people who grew up at this time uh, in Scotland loved this fucking movie that it was like one of the only films that was coming out at the time that didn't show people uh in these weird like oh you're just a bunch of uh drugged out crazy people or like violent thugs or these inhuman like scary things you're just like a bunch of kids that would like to have a job northerners yeah you'd like to have a job but you don't have a job and you can't find a job so <laughs> enter cockamamie get rich quick ski but <laughs> <laughs> you cannot lose well, so you that, do what you gotta do to get by yeah exactly and uh, so you dress like ladies <laughs> and you're kids Good. so you're and gonna you come up with like kids ideas steal sinks <laughs> they just follow him too like yeah, yeah, yeah you know, we're all in all in yeah I, I do think it's... And I really like dressing up like a lady. Yeah, you I all need are cool to get it, into it. Strangely. What now? <laughs> I need not, to get into it. Not too strangely for at least lowland Scottish culture. Yeah. Like, like folks... A good bonus. Like, there, there's, this, there's a funny way in which Scottish humor treats these things, right? Like, like... Yeah, yeah, they get that, like, you know, it's not supposed to be socially acceptable or whatever, and, like, it's, it's like, you know, everybody knows that that's a thing that's, like, funny or peculiar about you, or, you know, some, it's like, that, that makes for fodder for teasing you, yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's something to, like, actually reject you over. It's, like, just something that they can just sort of take the piss about. But like well, they're sympathetic. People who have been oppressed, it makes you sympathetic to other things, and be like, "Oh, that's what you like. That's cool." Mm-hmm. And there's discovery of that while the movie is happening. <laughs> well, and also oh. I think there's like an uh, a more it's not like necessary that they have to dress like women. Ancient <laughs> there's two ladies right there. <laughs> <laughs> there's also like more of an ancient tradition and history of All of history that like being like an been. acceptable part of the culture in a uh, way. Good. Um, they got that going for him. Yeah. Here, here. <laughs> it also like the the humor in this movie reminded me a lot of um of other Scottish comedy shows and stuff that I that I really enjoy like like Rabsy Nesbitt and and Still Game and um Burnished Tune and Lemmy. Lemmy, yeah, like all of those have that that very similar kind of like way of treating poverty and like you know these these common issues in a way that's like sympathetic. These are sympathetic characters. They're they're doing things that are not socially generally socially acceptable. Certainly not by television standards. Yeah, but are things that people really do and. And like, and 
real life people in real life situations aren't so harsh on each other about these things. And so I, I like, I like that, that realistic depiction. I like that playful way that they treat those things. Agreed. Yeah, totally agreed. Yeah, this movie was uh, sadness going on there too, because uh, as you watch it, like these people look like they're cold all the time. It looks really cold. Oh I, yeah, they're I, hungry. I will never forget that guy's shoes. <laughs> really right. like holding shoes, and the other guy lives off of like raisin bran or corn something. Flakes. Corn flakes. Yeah, I mean all like, the give wealth. Give these people some help. All the wealth is being just four. Like they they have they're from a resource rich country that is being brutally plundered like all of their wealth is just being fucking exported to to england it seems like and they have nothing and mm-hmm. to the to the no eu aid. on england's behalf <laughs> no teen <And> center <laughs> <laughs> well they do have that which is not in this movie how the movie yeah. happens oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> in real all, life all of the, oh, n- yeah. none of the actors are paid in this film and and all of them no, come but they from got a the grant somehow or something right talk about that because like you said that last last week or oh i don't remember about the grant maybe um but definitely uh all of they receive money to to make the movie or something oh maybe so that's a that's a thing that happens now like the um the local well actually i don't know about now but in as of 2014 <laughs> there was still council budgets <laughs> for like youth programming and like um preserving culture and documenting culture and so they they have um like various culture projects um that that they can use these budgets for and so i assumed that that was how this how this movie got made but i guess it's not how this particular one got made and maybe maybe those funds didn't exist then right also those um under the the tory governments like most of those most of those funds are are gone like most of the youth programs and everything just like got completely shit canned from the the council budget those are things that are available now in scotland because of uh, devolution or devolution or devolution. That's right, Devo. <laughs> yeah. So the um, the Scottish National Party is is, <laughs> is extremely um in invested in in preserving those resources, and so to the best of their ability, they prioritize those things in their budgets. But in the rest of the UK, um, they don't they don't have that and so they're like all of those programs are gone but they're probably not gone now that you think of it in in yeah, scotland in because north. of that yeah, yeah. well it, so yeah, nuke of the north so that point uh <laughs> that point about that is fun though because yeah the, this You're is fun. no paid actors in this film it was all kids at youth at youth centers who just wanted to be in this project i mean it really does come uh, when you watch it it looks like a community labor of love and then to find out yeah, that's that's right. That's exactly what it is. Like it's a community <laughs> labor of love. All the all Did the sites. Who was the director? Because he he ended up doing a lot of other films. Oh, Bill, Bill Forsyth, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't. Oh my God! I was just he was just on an episode of. Uh, uh, Toast what? of Toast of London. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, he was. You, you've been watching it. I have. Mm. <laughs> I wonder if he's related to. Um, That's cool. Oh gosh, what's her name? Uh, you told me to give Jan- it a chance. Janice oh. Forsyth, who does the um, the culture show on BBC Scotland. Oh, well, maybe. That was like maybe Fancy his family. First, first big movie right. or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not so much, but <laughs> Rad Family, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are we ready? Yeah. I, I, I also the kid. The oh yeah, kid. yeah, the little kid. So he's not someone who was at who who was at the thing originally, but uh, he saw that they were making a movie and just hung out and hung out and hung out until they shoehorned him into this film. Uh, this little kid in the film, and it, it kind of shows. So fucking cute. But he's, and he's super so perfect. Cute. Yeah, he's great, <laughs> and he acts the hell out of it in the best way he can. There's yeah, a scene he's where so he's good. going down the the slide and he just won't stop going down the slide. It's <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, I think I gave and this, this is on DVD right now. No, it's not. But it was. Was this the one, one of that these got movies? A, it was because this is another oh, this must movie be the one. This must be the one that got a DVD just release. on VHS. Yeah, I think this is the one that got. Stevie a, was only maybe Stevie though. I don't know. Yeah, I think this. I think you're right. It is this one, and it was a re, it was a Stevie. recent re-release. On DVD. Ooh, I wonder if we could get a hold of that if they had the original Scottish and the and the like updated um, uh, maybe if the fan dubbed version. Way, yeah, because I'd love to watch the original version. I'd love to watch and not understand the original version. <laughs> but, uh, uh, what? Well, hopefully they'd have subtitles. Oh, you get used to it. Not me. I mean, some stuff. No, I used <laughs> to get any punk video that I could get my hands of, and I watched a video of the exploited. And he gave this interview, and I could not understand one. He said Metallica once. <laughs> Metallica, and I was like that was the only thing I could understand. I think that I had the exact same experience. Only it was, it was some a working Tom, class accent from it was wherever. Was a Tom from. Jones interview, and that guy is like super Welsh, and <laughs> <laughs> it was like I didn't get a, a fucking word. So you, Are you kidding you, me? What's your what's what do you give it for stars? I, I have a I, so I don't I, remember either. I would give it a seven. This it's is one that I want to score high, eight, yeah. but if you just looked at it, like, is this a really well made? movie? I think it's essential it's, to watch. Watch it. It's yeah, on, if, and so I give it. I, I want to give it a seven for for that as well. Um, it, it's it's important. It's a good film, but like, if you just looked at like how the movie was made. Eh, <laughs> Maybe a little bit lower. It's important, probably for a, a lot of reasons. Yeah, agreed. It, it, it would go on my list of movies to watch. Totally. When at the end of all of our hundreds and hundreds of seventies movies watching, <laughs> we should make a list of like the top hundred essential. This yeah, would definitely be on it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, this one was definitely one of my favorites. Actually, I would say give it a very strong thumbs up. You know what wouldn't get a very strong thumbs up for me? Nineteen seventy nine Americathon. That's right. Americathon. America is falling apart. Massive debt and severe shortage of fuel have America on the edge of collapse. In a last-ditch effort to save the country from being sold, they attempt the most audacious telethon to have ever been tried. So massive that it can only be called Americathon. And the, the whatever tries to tank it, and then it's all ventriloquist acts, but somehow uh, Elvis Costello's there for a second? Yeah, this movie is... It's real bad. It starts off with a really good scene where you're just like, wow, it's like so prescient. <laughs> it's like they got it right. They f- <laughs> Among these they two, predicted correctly. Yeah. The fall of America <laughs> does look like that. Kinda. <laughs> Among these like two, people I people living in like tiny cars. 
characters yeah. and stuff like in a love the intro it's, yeah. an, it's another good movie where you're sitting there you're with your friends or you're by yourself and you've smoked a bunch of weed and you're yep. just like oh because when i first saw this you know um obviously i hadn't seen it before and <laughs> it starts and i was just like movie where have you been my whole life this is amazing it starts out real fucking strong yeah and it's got like it's like a perfect 70s movie. It starts out. It's got like a, a bad 70s song in the background, some like, you know, light FM music. Oh, totally. And then, you know, the concept of America's on, I think, is real strong. And then it just starts to like plummet. Yep. Ugh, yeah. Then it turns into like a Mel Brooks wannabe nightmare. <laughs> like you have bad ripoff of Mel Brooks, like humor. Just You have Zane Busby, oh, who I love in... Um, What's the the fucking up in smoke? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the late. Right? Po- what the late great Zane Zane Busby? Yeah, possibly uh, racially insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take it that way. She's I, supposed it, to be from Vietnam, and I just thought she was from there. I don't think she's doing like. You're trying to be Vietnamese at all? It's, it's hard because it could. I, 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 I want to go really, either way. Yeah. I heard what you were saying, but when I first saw it, also super stoned. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine and I watched it, and we just took it that she just happened to be in charge of Vietnam, and she's from there. And they do take talk, it as Tom Cruise. Yeah, they do talk as about the last it, samurai. Vietnam specifically being this incredible international city now, or, or country now, and specifically uh, that you know that. All these people from around the world go there. I was happy she was in the movie. And like her thing of hating Americans, I loved all that. Her song was rad. It just yeah. was kind of unfortunate. could have been done differently and stuck in this movie. But it's a throwaway line that they give you f- uh, to explain that. And I'm not 100%. You're not convinced. <laughs> yeah, I not. love uh, Harvey Corman from the Star Wars Christmas special and yes. Carol Burnett show. That he just has to do this telethon and he has this suitcase full of drugs. <laughs> And he uses the suitcase full of drugs even before the movie is over or before the telethon before is the over. He ran out of drugs and he had a whole suitcase full of drugs. And it's one of those things where it kind of relates. It's, you know, whatever art imitating reality where I feel like one of the movie's problems is all the people who made it yeah. were doing on, the, on the suitcase of yeah. drugs. And maybe ran out of drugs before the and movie got over. <laughs> It lost its focus and it lost a lot of other things. Because it's 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 one of these movies that we watch that has like a very cool plot. You're like, oh my god, this is gonna be a home run. How do you start off with this and do anything else? And then it just you're like, oh, bam, oh, oh, another real swing and a miss. <laughs> if you two weren't in the room, I would give this a seven, but I think I would have to give it a six because <laughs> you're in the room. Well, that's okay. But also, I would still recommend it. You know, like, hey, let's maybe have some more. We'll watch it and tell us what you think. Well, I think last time we did this. John Ritter. A lot of people love John Ritter. He's in this. Yeah, he is. Hey. And people who love fucking like Blondie and Elvis Costello, they're in it. Or there's just Blondie's music or is she in it? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's a 70s blur. She's in Roadie with Meatloaf and a couple I other movies. I think what you, you said last time we did the this. Blondie poster was in the last movie we reviewed. <laughs> hey. That's right. Uh, That's right. Makes a oh, lot of the Sex Pistols. He sang the Sex Pistols. <laughs> and that sinking feeling. That's right. Uh, that there, there needs to be almost two categories for the movies that we review. And like one needs to be like you, you have imbibed and one well, now is that, like movie. Now that drugs have won the war on drugs. Yeah, exactly. Because this movie step up their game and have a drug category. This movie for drugs scores a lot better under that title than it does under just yeah. like 
is, but is a good movie. But also have the thing on the screen that like Disney will do or Amazon Prime will do, even though Amazon sucks. They'll say like, insensitive, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It should have all that. And are you high? Could you be higher? <laughs> are you high and like a certain age group, you know? <laughs> exactly. Are you ready to move on? I'm ready. We're in the home, scre- home stretch. Uh, the Effect of Gamma Rays on Man in the Moon Marigolds, 1972, directed by Paul Newman, based on a play by Paul Zendel. So many Pauls. <laughs> uh, adapted by El- Alvin Sargent, another name that I realized we see a lot when yeah. we watch 70s movies. He, I love these cats are running a race. Um, <laughs> he did uh, the screenplay for Paper Moon, The Way We Were, A Star is Born, Julia, Electric Horseman, Ordinary People. The film stars Joanne Woodward of They Might Be Giants and The End. And she plays um, Beatrice Huds- Hudsorfer. We had a problem with that name, too, when we were watching it. Yeah. How do you say it? Huds- Hunsdorfer. Beatrice Hunsdorfer is looking at wigs and acting odd. She is a single mother of two, and they are struggling. I feel she is trying to keep it together, but failing. She is not happy and kind of mean. She takes in a boarder and is not too good at caring for her. Uh, Like she is with her two daughters. I'm rooting for her, but it's not going too well, and the town should intervene. These people, especially the children, need help. Discuss. Yeah, everyone <laughs> in this movie needs help. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, this movie it's directed well. I think it's a it's a good movie. This but is a it's, phenomenal movie. It's one of those. What do you what do you like to say? It's uh, emotionally draining. Or oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the end of this, I was very I was, stressful movie to watch. It needs yeah, to be I made. was sapped. Yeah, like it, it, it's just so difficult to watch these social interactions. To watch her and to so like so difficult to say the title. By the end of this film. When she shows up at the oh no at yeah. the thing, I am just like, I'm so afraid of what's gonna happen, and I'm just so, I, not just not just fearful, but right, you're just like clenching up because you're imagining all the ways that she could terrible this situation. Like she could come in, take a shit on the floor. She could like throw a body on the ground. She could kill everyone. She could. There's just no all matter these what her her daughter, <laughs> youngest daughter, who's winning an award. Yeah, and she wants to say her heart is full or whatever bullshit. Oh God! And it's just yeah. Please yeah, be supportive. Like please don't she's, fail. She's got some sort of like they don't they never quite reveal what it, what it is, but it's obviously some sort of personality disorder, yeah. and so it's just always got to be about her even even if that means it's like in an embarrassing or destructive way just like she's just a fucking attention black hole <laughs> like and yeah. to very much to the detriment of her children and like everyone in her life <laughs> the border yeah. oh, my, oh god. my god yeah who doesn't not a just w- a border she's supposed to take yeah, care yeah, of exactly. yeah she's You're supposed right. to be taking care of an old person <laughs> yeah there's care involved in like jesus christ yeah and 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 
Oh, and that person's mom just drops her off, and it's like, dude, you're getting red flags, and you're not paying attention to. Them oh, she's paying. She's catching them. Yeah, and but she's, she's like, but I mean, she's, she's not she's not caring because she wants. To, I'm gonna drop off, yeah, you know, Granny need, Franny anyway. I need to yeah. be able to like do this for my job. Oh no, there's not like a system for this yet that's set up that I can. That poor woman. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, because she's rolling in there, and she's like, oh, this is cozy. <laughs> What I, I, I filthy I hoarder's hovel. She, she's a single <laughs> mom, and she she can't make it unless they had to have something. Right. Right. I mean, well, and also like with her mental health and stuff. Obviously, she's not going to hold a job. She's no. not going to be able to do anything else. No, because she can't. There's just no way she can interact with people and like go through life and do things and be a team member or. Yeah. She didn't get early intervention. She did not. <laughs> but we also we saw another movie nobody, like this. Nobody gave her the mental health supports that she needed to be a, a successful adult. And so she just has all these like really horrible maladaptive behaviors and, and, and coping mechanisms. What other movie did we see like this? I was saying we saw another movie like this and it wasn't as good and I I, I can't remember the name, nor do I want to, because I think it was like kind of a movie we saw that was kind of gross. Martin Sheehan was in it, but it was something where like the whole town knew that this guy. Oh, was, I was, was thinking about that. That's was pervy funny. and didn't do anything, and it just makes you think of like, you know, uh, social behaviors back then. Because we have a teacher who kind of knows it. Yeah. The the mother who dropped off the you know hit her mother like knew. It just seems like there should have been something more in place. Oh, there's and so you want, many. I mean, flags. now we have mandatory reporters and shit like that. It's like yeah. somebody should have helped this family. Yeah. And she, the little girl's winning right. an award. She's like doing well in her class it's like there's so many interventions now that are available that would could prevent those things from i mean those those situations still occur because there's there's so many gaps in the systems but at least now there are known interventions yeah they need like, a home visit if <laughs> there <laughs> are you know if if anyone in charge of anything is like setting up systems to support these things there are interventions that are available that would prevent all the horrific things that happen in this film yeah and like the older the older daughter is acting out i don't remember what she does i'm and sympathetic it, to some of she it has but seizures and it doesn't it oh, doesn't yeah, necessarily she she's epileptic right yeah and it doesn't necessarily have to end in cps like there's interventions where this person could be on proper a medication. mom yeah. and yeah. like just you I know saw her be there, like she has moments it's just i had empathy for her know, there's there's nothing there giving her skills to get beyond like the maladaptive behaviors yep look at better wigs jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> okay uh my favorite f like the most fun scene in this film uh I take us through it I think is the one where the oldest daughter takes her mom's wig and uh, uh, and like, jacket to to school, yeah. and sits there and, well, and does the does the skit of her mom, and it's which it's is fucking hilarious because you're yeah. drawing off a real life, and then she's finally some, you know something she can get into and mm -hmm. that she can do to have an out. Yeah, and, pe <laughs> and people really like are responding to her and seeing like a side of her that they're really enjoying. And her mom comes down like a ton of fucking bricks on it. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Someone with a personality disorder finds out somebody made a joke out of it. Oh, my God. It's funny because I think. I, I just like so 
That was so triggering. Oh my god. We're all watching <laughs> that oh and god. I think all of us are like lie better to her. Please lie. Just say anything other than you were there doing a character based on your mom. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, like as a kid, you don't the only way you you find out that you got to lie in situations like that is <laughs> through going through those situations. Oh, yeah. it's a bit of punk rock too. It's like, like I don't want to lie. I want you to know. Yeah, it's like, be defiant. And she definitely yeah. leans that direction. The older sister definitely leans that direction. And you would need to it's to survive. You know, it's also like she has that great self-advocate. Yeah, often the, the consequences are so. Oh yeah. Vicious. Yeah. So uh, this was kind of like a light but treatment. Of that. To it. <laughs> okay, you know. Well, they, there's that. So leaning specifically into that, there's that moment where like mom's like, "No, I'm going to the award ceremony. You have to stay home. You can't go to the dance to the older oh, sister." Yeah. And All right. and then the older sister revenge. Like, yeah. oh, okay, and then just like. Uh, Starts calling her the name that like all they used to call her in school because she hears Ooh, like yeah, it's like Crazy Carol or something like that. <laughs> Don't remember, but that's close enough. And like one hundred percent something words. the loon. Yeah, yeah, loony loon or something. <laughs> and just like fucking pushes all of her buttons, just mashes the keyboard. <laughs> it's really fucking impressive. And like you see her just short circuit. I mean, it's acting in this is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, she's a great so actor. good. So real. Dylan Woodward. Too yeah. real. And, and and but not just her, the, the kids, kids yeah. are are phenomenal. The the teachers in this are good. Like everyone does a really One good job. Teacher that like wants to intervene and then goes through all like the band equipment or whatever. <laughs> Falls off the stage. I was just trying like, was to get to an accident. No, 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 don't come here. Was that supposed to be that? He's the one when I think of somebody should have intervened. I feel like he knew and should have done something. Yeah. And today he would have called something. Right. Well, I, I think Social teachers services. teachers today would have more knowledge and skills to identify something like that. Whereas I think a teacher back then, there were like that. Right. That conversation was just barely starting, even in the eighties. Yeah, any guidance counselor could have been like, you know, what's going on at home? Or I see something's wrong. Yeah, something seems off. And not like necessarily even lock your mother up, but get her on the right medication, like you said. I noticed that you've come to school with a can of tuna or fish get her, again. Get her like the right interventions, right? Yeah, like, something. I mean, she needs more than medication. She needs a lot of behavior <laughs> correction. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, medication could help the rough edges or something because I kept seeing her trying. Not so much with personality disorders, actually. Like there, you can kind of keep them. Like it kind of keeps them from, from you know, like doing the really extreme, like attacking people stuff, kind of. But the emotional abuse stuff, like once they're once they're down that path and they're doing that as as they're they're coping that's really really hard to undo and that takes a lot of behavioral training but uh, it, it is definitely something Ooh. that you can uh, that you can work through there are good therapies at this point there's ways to deal but you have to have access you have to have initiative and like you have to have a supporting circle of people that want to help you down that path and early intervention early, early intervention, intervention is, is really yeah. really important i kind of wanted to to wrap up but i also like am forgetting certain things did the husband die husband died okay he left her and then died he yeah. died in a hotel 
and they don't give us a whole lot of information about that. Um, and then how long had it been? Maybe she had things more together. Could this? Be it'd been a few years. Grief had started this whole steamroll or whatever. Yeah, snowball. It, it doesn't. They, they don't give us a ton of information about that, but they they also use that to show like well, not the brother again. I don't even want to discuss. Well, that, just just uh, do it. That she doesn't know how to use the folks around her or just social very skills well. in general. Yeah, because yeah, she has opportunities to do things. Like it's just the thinking of one exhausting <laughs> scene after another. Oh, it is. Yeah. That scene the, was rough because yeah, exactly. that woman was there too. The wife of, and then just yeah, like, and the mother-in-law. Oh, she's here. Wants to have her ta- wants to have interaction with her. Wants her to take her to uh, her son's grave. Because she wants to bond over this thing, it's someone who who understands this loss in a in a similar way, um, and she's like, I want to ha- have that. And the, we never see that scene, but the her bro- uh, his brother tells her, like, you never fucking do that. Never once have you done that. <laughs> and now you're here acting like I owe you something. I don't fucking owe you anything. And she's, I feel bad. <laughs> she just can't wrap her head around There's that. Another group right, that and she's like, like, but I want something. <laughs> <laughs> There's another group, though. He's, he's, you know, that's his, that's his, his two nieces, right? Yep. Another person that could have been like, you know, there's some movies where or some situations where you want someone to show up and be like, get yeah. in the car. Yeah, like, come on, you live with us now in our beautiful fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. it didn't happen. But I'm I'm grateful that the movie was made. I think it's a good movie, but it's Oh yeah, this is a total recommend for it's me. Rough. This is somewhere between an 8 and a 9 for me, but it's Ooh. also a know what you're getting into film. Yeah, like, trigger warning once again on the pet murder. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the pet murder <laughs> and just well, and just like for that. for God abusive par- like parents or relationships. This movie it it's very it's done very well. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of someone as someone who was raised by people with mental illness, definitely very, very good film, but also wow, it's it's pretty fucking realistic. Did you score? Uh, I'm back on the other one. Uh, <laughs> no, but I remember looking at it and I gave it an eight. Cool. On IMDB. Uh, moving on to Forbidden Zone, our second to last movie. Last week we watched two movies, and I feel like uh, maybe both of them were kind of duds, but <laughs> <laughs> in a way, uh, this one has some. Thi- okay, we're just going to discuss it. I'm going to go into it right now. Do it. Forbidden Zone, 1980. If you want the first Danny Elfman score, well, here it is. <laughs> we are in the Forbidden Zone, and you get so much more. Frenchie slips through a door. That then leads to the sixth dimension through a butt with poo pillows for cushioning (laughs) the fall. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what else to say for plot. There's a king and a queen. Frenchie must be saved at best. It's one of those late night cult movies you watch half asleep and occasionally look up the screen and go, huh? Also, at best, it's kind of like a Gigi Allen song, at best, take away the sociopathy. How do you say that word? Sociopathy? Sociopathy. Sociopathy. Sociop- take away the sociopathy and the assault and racism, and you've got poo and sex and foul language. Uh, lots to <laughs> like here. Also, a lot of problems. And let's see what the rest of our crew has to say. Discuss. 
That's a pretty good summary. That's a great summary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um wow. <laughs> it's really fucked up. Yeah, there's there's things I really Didn't Amazon like. be like warning, blackface. It did, it did have Yeah, and I'm also like, what about all the other warnings this shit came with? Right? The the <laughs> weird like sexual assault. Like stuff. just rape constantly. Yeah, there's constant like <laughs> sex. Which uh, another reason I compared it to like a Gigi Allen song because there's like I fuck anything that moves, everything and anything, and it's just there's some of that. Like sometimes when you want to examine something, but you're just doing like the flip side of it or just showing everything. It's just right. there's that in punk culture that I've never really been attracted to. Or just like yeah, just fucking everything, vomit on the screen. Like I, some of that was in this movie, and I wasn't really. A fan, but I was certainly a fan of some of it. You also have, like, not necessarily a trans teacher, but the main teacher in the movie of the sixth dimension. Was she teaching the sixth dimension? No. That was, uh, you know, I think a man who was playing a woman. Yeah. And so there are certain things where you're like, okay, that's moving it forward. I there's like that. There's a couple trans characters in this. In and the I liked all that. Yeah. But there's also some, some blackface and some maybe possibly racially insensitive things. I don't and know. And not just the makeup. Like... <laughs> literally blackface characters. Yeah. So like the whole fucking kit and caboodle I mean, of blackface. Of color, uh, that, and I like their scene. There was people of color in blackface in this film. Yeah. I mean it's 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 and which is doing blackface characters. Yeah. And not like I mean and sure like there were there was definitely scenes where there was there was black actors playing black characters but they were playing blackface characters some which sometimes. is a very specific thing like I mean they weren't wearing no, the makeup but they were I mean, playing some of their the characters they were just doing their thing Yeah I mean they weren't wearing the makeup that's not what I'm saying but they were playing the blackface characters Well yes I was saying I kind of disagree I, re- I responded to, to some of those scenes. I think it was in the classroom. I was like, okay, it seems like the writing has changed a little bit, and we've got them like being sassy and cool, and I was I was there for it. I liked yeah. it. I wasn't there for the black space, and I know what you're saying, and I wasn't there for some of it where they're doing kind of trying to do a minstrel thing, maybe making fun of it. I don't know. I just I wouldn't make a movie like that, so I don't know I why I would was not either. I kind of get it because lots of times, it, you know, you're throwing shit at the wall, you know? Yeah, this seems like almost like uh, along the same. It's like someone who didn't do like Dada very well or something good. like do that. Do what very well? Dada. Dada. Okay. Um, or maybe like a sort of nouveau bouteau or something like that, where it's like extreme, like everything in. Uh, so many people yeah, are like, oh, the like amazing artist of Danny Elfman. So we have this to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it. You <laughs> pop in for business owners and yeah. tell me. Take a look. It's at a this. lot of inappropriate nostalgia for 1920s, like and, and 30s vaudeville yeah. type stuff. Um, without a healthy amount of critical awareness. The I I agree with you that the classroom scene didn't fit. It was like oddly. I don't know. They were trying to do something else there, and they they weren't doing like the the minstrel show type stuff with and that. I, like I mean, the the, the, the characters the still weren't kind of like stuff. great, but like <laughs> and you had some gross sex stuff, but you also had like 
people were fucking boys and fucking girls, so there was stuff that you wouldn't normally see. So I was like, okay, this is good yeah. positive. Right. But then you have like, ah, did you get consent? I don't know. <laughs> and then there's lots of scenes where it's like, oh, you, you explicitly didn't. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't. There's also some like interesting like different bodies in this, which is interesting. Like people who wouldn't yeah. nor- normally be sex symbols or or whatnot in films were, um, but still. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not really. It's not empowering. <laughs> yeah, because well, it's like the way that a few things like, that was like usually people with with bodies that are outside of like normal beauty standards or whatever. They're treated like they sh- they get what they get, and they should just be grateful that they get any sex at all. And so you know, mm. it, it's like you know that's how like. Um, I didn't get that. That's how, like, they they justify rape of people who are overweight and things like that. Is they're just like, you know, you're you're unrapeable. Like, what are you talking about? You should just be grateful you got anything. Like, that's the way our media and our culture treats those sorts of things. So I felt that was like just perfectly in line with with like oppression. (laughs) I didn't see I didn't see too much of that in there for me. Some of some of the stuff I was you know felt weird about, but. Some of the sex, like, because um, I love, I'm a Susan Tyrell fan, and she's amazing in this. Yeah. I loved her in this. So I'm totally there for that. <laughs> and then she was the queen or whatever, and then Tattoo was the king. And um, I remember their sex scene, Yeah. and I liked it. And the two of them were actually literally dating at the time. Oh, were they? She was a- she was dating, um, oh, I'm not going to be able to say his name. His first name is Hervé, but I can't say his last name. He played, t- everyone knows him as Tattoo from Fantasy Island. Yeah. Um. His life was pretty sad. I think he eventually committed suicide, had a drug problem. Oh, he wow. said there was a problem on the set because he was kind of a violent person. Or he was shooting guns or something like that. Oh, Whoa. shit. <laughs> There's so many stories of people in the 70s who loved to play with guns, and a lot of them died from gunshot oh accidents. <laughs> the guy from Chicago, um, Terry Cass, he yeah. was the same way, always shooting guns and eventually accidentally shot himself. I like uh, this is another yeah, film I guess where you could say everyone was doing drugs too, yeah. obviously. Yeah. yeah. I guess with her, like I don't um I loved her in this. <laughs> uh I for some reason, you know, she just comes across as such a powerful sex symbol. Yes. In and she was in a movie we just we just watched. In the film that I when I was when I was talking about like how different body types and, you know, whatever like treated um I was more referring to all all of the characters that were like regarded in the film as overweight or older or whatever like they were all depicted as like being shackled and being constantly raped and having their clothes torn off and otherwise ignored hmm. when they weren't being raped or having yeah. their clothes ripped off they were just completely ignored <laughs> i didn't get that this is, now i have to see it again oh. No, don't bother. <laughs> I will at some point. I'll watch it again. I liked her character that when she would get super mad, like she her titty would to pay three ninety nine for that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I just think there were two things going on. There were some things I was like, yes, I'm here for that, and I'm empowered by that, and then uh, the exact opposite. Yeah. And it was just like, why? But yeah. you're, you're you're like she kind of reminds me of like a uh, like so a great. Frankenfurter character. Oh sure, yeah. Oh yeah, and she's brilliant. And you've got she's like you know she's, it's a, a problematic character, 
but because because of that time period and because of of the the nature of her character she gets to get away with a lot of things that the you know women were you know similarly with Frankenfurter the tra- trans characters like couldn't get away with yeah otherwise if they if they weren't a super villain or whatever <laughs> <laughs> she was in I never promised you a rose garden and she was famous for being in uh, Andy Warhol films huh. you know, she's in a lot of like you know arty avant garde kind of films. That's and cool. Like, she's a big standout in this for me. So oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember that because I was like, I love this movie and she's great. In it. And then you're watching it. And I was like, I remember this that I forgot and this that <laughs> I forgot. And when she's on screen, I'm like, yay. Well, she's such a force. Yeah. And you just wanna, gun, you want to want to forget everything else that's <laughs> happened in the movie. Like everything else is just like cringe after cringe after cringe. But like her scenes yeah. are so fun. Danny Elfin fans or Oingo Boingo as if I like little <sighs> girls wasn't enough turn you off from Oingo Boingo. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, dealing with Mambla is weird enough, but like I like little girls as like a poster child, a poster song for like gross behavior. Yep. But the yeah. lyrics are just like I like little girls, they make me feel so good and they make me feel so bad. I just like what made you think you that, that was the subject to write about? <laughs> that whole shocking thing. I don't right? get it. I didn't I don't get it with them and I don't get also, it with Also, it was so acceptable back then though. Yeah. We I mean, it was just like acceptable. so socially acceptable. They had like literal right. jobs. Yeah. That well, like they had Stern, like Stern still has a job. No, I mean they had Shock literal job. like they literally hired people to go into their audiences to select children. To oh, go, God, to no, rape no. and molest. Oh God, no! And that was just like no, it's just like that was just so socially acceptable that like once you were over a certain wealth am- amount, like it's just okay that you you know have this child sex fetish, right? <sighs> yeah. yeah, Danny Elfman. Ugh. So this one scores about a four for me, maybe a little bit below. I didn't care for this film. You're you're asleep on the couch. What was that? Was a perfect explanation of this film for well, me. Because there's movies that do that even better. Like I mean, I love a lot of um, John Waters movies, and if I think of like Female Trouble, that's great, and it doesn't cross as many lines as this yeah. One. I still somehow gave this a seven. I think maybe I'm looking it through rose-colored. <laughs> I love Susan Tyrell glasses. <laughs> you know that makes sense to me because she is great. And it's <laughs> nice to see her showcased and uh, given like a a, 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 uh, a giant character like this. Someone that she can really play through different emotions and be really interesting. And and she has, I haven't seen her in a ton of things like that. Um, she was really good and I, I never promised she was her a really good on that. Yeah. She was able to play the person in the institution. I mm-hmm. thought she was great. Yeah, she was phenomenal. So I liked her in that role. And if I was just her that I was grading, I think I'd give it a seven, maybe an yeah. eight. But as a movie as a I whole, you. I four, yeah, maybe yeah. three. Yeah, it's, it's going lower. <laughs> 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 it's fine. Problematic. Uh, victory? Yeah, thumbs down. Now, a movie we can all agree on is fucking shit, is <laughs> The Shape of Things to Come, 1979. Once upon a time, Ashes failed to write their fabulous write-up, and I was forced to pick up the slack. Okay, here is a really good sci-fi movie for you to slowly watch turn into a really boring, not-good movie. 
It even sadly falls short of being so bad it's good, like Star Crash or Hawk the Slayer. Synopsis. Who the fuck knows? Discuss. What happened with Jack Palance at this period in his life? They talked about that in the Hawk the Slayer. They're like, why was he making all these movies? Yeah, they, so many people that are fucking younger right. remember him from City Slickers yeah. and, or the movies he made before. Yeah. It's probably just drugs. Like, he got into a he place where he's like, a ton I of drugs. need checks. Because Star Crash was like that. You have that great actor who was in... Um, Sound of Music, mm-hmm. and somehow he's in Star Crash, <laughs> and he looks like he's wasted. He's just like, <laughs> I think they're in John Houston too. They would make these movies, and he's like, I have no memory of making that movie. I was drunk the entire time. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and so maybe Jack Palance. I have almost no memory of this movie, but I remember a good movie starting. Yeah, yeah. Like, What's funny is I can't remember in space. the beginning of this film very well. I remember it was the guy from Space 1999. Oh yeah, and he's like, and one of the not as main guys of Space <laughs> and he's like a doctor, and like they're on some like, what are they well, on the moon back or you're, something? You're working your magic, and there's like, there's like the Earth has had like a terrible event that's happened to it, and it's it's radiation poisoning yeah, for everybody. It was like a, a second of environmental message or yeah. ecology or and something. Yeah, and so they have to. There, there's this other planet that they've been mining. <laughs> this what is it? It's like CR two one or something like so that. So many plot lines just you're making up my shitty synopsis all over the place. Oh, they, like yeah. what? Is this movie about? We just took them all, threw them in a basket, and chucked them at you. It's it's terrible. (laughs) They start you down one, and then they're like, uh, fuck that, actually. Never mind. Never mind. Just whatever. Just forget (laughs) that happened. We're we're, (laughs) we're doing this plot now. Okay, no, 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 no. Cut, cut, cut. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Like, we're I can't get a memory of it. That. So <laughs> I remember the robots were buff. They had like buff arms. They didn't have buff arms. They had tube arms. They I were think, just yeah, but big. It looked like they were buff. <laughs> it, it made them look like they were bulky. It gave the appearance the silhouette. They definitely were bulky. They were just V shaped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was okay. Remember they they're getting attacked. They they Jack Pallant sends his robot to to. Fucking crash the plane, the, the 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 spaceship into the dome on the moon. Um, I'm fading out just by hearing you talk <laughs> about. What and then they're like, "We got to deal with this." And there's Lojack, the fucking he was a master computer, and the which seems like it's a major plot point. No, it's not. But oh, he's he's like come, I'm pushing it away. You as can't it comes back deal to with this funny. in this particular way, and they're like, oh, we are going to take the experimental uh, yes. ship out and deal with this situation." But the experimental ship is basically like every other ship with these cargo ships that they have. You would think like the thing that they they say that they're making this ship for is that it's like a warship. Basically, it it has cap- different capabilities. No, it doesn't. The only thing that's different about it is that the the front separates and it has everything important the back is nothing there's nothing in the back that matters they're like i remember oh no we need to use the weapons no we can't remember yeah they're (laughs) not tested we don't know how to use those they're not tested (laughs) we can't use them buy ship that's going to go crash and kill our families and they just let it go never will we talk (laughs) about that again (laughs) 
it, like Star Wars and Star Crash, has a long uh, scene of the ship going by. It does oh, the thing where the no, forever. what did we count? We counted like thirteen shots in a row of that know. ship going by. Yeah. It was. Which is also Star Trek: The Motion Picture. <laughs> the, I was the, like, what was the thing with the the shuttle to the ship scene? Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. They stop. They like they couldn't make it to another planet, so they had to stop at an. At some Earth. interim, yeah, they had to stop I at Earth know. to to do something like fuel <laughs> up, or I don't even know what they There's had to a get a signal for this going this movie or blows. something. <laughs> and they had to do repairs, and then they got like they, then they separate. From oh the yeah, entire that's right. Ship. Their their ship was like gonna break or whatever because oh, they couldn't too. make it. Saucer and separation. So they had to yeah. they had to send out a signal to get someone to come help them with repairs or whatever. But then they got distracted by these children, <laughs> <laughs> and then they forgot about the repairs and the kids. And and then they left to like supposedly help the children. Good memory. But then they for, like once they got to the place that they supposedly couldn't get to because their ship would break. <laughs> They forgot about the children. So like, <laughs> it's like, Ugh. Star Crash what gets like the fuck is this movie even about? Yeah, <laughs> Star Crash gets like a one point eight or some shit on IMDb, and this gets like a four point something. It's significantly higher, and it's weird because I like Star Crash so much better because it's so yeah. bad. It's good. Yeah, this and has David Hasselhoff in it. Yeah, this uh, the only it good. Was it, it's I would obviously a Star Wars ripoff. They're oh, trying yeah. to cash in. They had high hopes, and they they blew it. They and there is a laser it. sword. I don't know. There is in Star Crash. I cannot would have been way more into Star Crash than this. Oh yeah, put them together. Star Crash totally wins. No, that they the the flashlights. Oh yeah, those were funny too. They had the like they tried lightsaber flashlights that like budget. I cannot remember that you thought it's lucky that you can't because you hated them. Oh, I wonder if they got these thinking that they would be like lightsabers, but then they got them and were like, "This is too budget." Yeah, they don't look as good. Let's just make them like cave lanterns. That's right. Oh, that's right. (laughs) It's like Americathon. I feel, and a lot of other movies uh, starts out pretty strong. Yeah, because like I watched it, and like you know, I certainly smoked some pot, and and I was like. Where have you been? My whole life movie. This is amazing. Yeah. Same thing. And it just <laughs> takes a dump of oh, boring just, and and rolls you in cool it. effects uh, at the beginning the that I like that. I like porn the, actors. Oh, oh my porn God. actors would be a oh kind turn. God. Didn't turn Not for the 70s. Porn. They're like 90s porn actors. They're terrible. 70s porn actors at least tried. This lady, remember, remember, she's like the head of state for the other planet. She's like, hi, I I'm reading. You're still acting this. too well. I am. It's hard. I don't even know you how gotta, you. Hi. You got to act like you're I reading. I'm reading the Pulsar <laughs> 8 variants is showing me that we need to go to the planet. It was to just save the children and then not save them. <laughs> <laughs> you had you took the coolest picture of this film where uh, Jack Palance oh, is spinning Lazy Susan. Lazy Susaning. He's almost obsessed with Lazy Susans. <laughs> Let's just have it spin. The audience will love it. I think this might be one of the lowest graded films that we've watched for me. This is like a two. Even worse than Animal Olympics? We haven't graded Animal Olympics yet. Ten. (laughs) (laughs) 
Animal Olympics might get a higher score than this because it has a better soundtrack. Yes, soundtrack by 10CC. <laughs> Fair enough. The things we do for love, this, and I'm not in love. I'm yeah. not in love. This movie has... Now that we've made do it. Do I Yeah, I, I mean, Animal Olympics does have a little more plot than this. Yeah, no, totally. And it's and it's a and garden. it's Olympic event. <laughs> it's only Olympic events. <laughs> <laughs> there is actually no real plot I, to it. Would say Animal Olympics is so bad it's good for me. Oh not yeah, you. But this is just it's just bad. Yeah, it's, it's just unfortunately it's fucking just bad. terrible. It's fucking terrible. It's sad. I will probably watch it again in my lifetime, which is also sad. Yeah, and it's a. This is one that like seems like maybe it's, with the party. Oh, I figured it out because um, my friend Adam, who was Captain Kirk in Trek in the Park, uh, was talking about how he doesn't like Star Trek the <laughs> animated series, which I love. But he was saying the only thing it's good for is if you have a party and you can put it on the big screen in the background and have it going oh, while you're having your party. That's a good and idea. I could do the same with Shape of Things to Come. You yeah. can have it on in the background and see spinning jack palance and flashlight <laughs> lightsabers <laughs> and like Christmas light ships and be like, oh, you know, we're, okay. we're having our party. That's weird. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> I like it. It would actually be a great so if we're grading on the things that you wouldn't want to hear or watch or know about that was just going on in the background, yeah, it, it, it scores way higher. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's actually perfect for that. Maybe even a dance party, something like that. Exactly, I thought of that too. Yeah, like, you know the mu- the music is bumping, and you've got you know on on a whole wall you could be showing this Star Trek the animated series. Yeah, not Forbidden Zone. Nope. Pass that. That would stop your dancing. Why is there blackface? <laughs> I can't enjoy the dance. I cannot lose myself I to dance. Everyone would just stop and Which turn. Also, and you should suck the dicks. Yeah. <laughs> We're at a restaurant and we hear people saying over and over again, you should suck these dicks. And then you looked it up and it was you lose yourself to dance. I sung that in karaoke. We just thought it was like a dicks. nice song from a friend being like, "Dude, it's okay. You should suck, you the, should dicks. suck the dicks. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just do it." Like it's a moment in time. We're gonna pause. I'm gonna sing you a song. <laughs> you should suck these dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fun coming out song. I believe it's one of those where it's both. Yeah, you know, because there's that what is Billy Idol's version of uh, "Holy Moly" or whatever, "Moly Moly." Mole mole, whatever it's called. Okay. You can hear them saying fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. I feel like there's like <laughs> one person overdubbing it literally said fucking bullshit. Because <laughs> you can hear it. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. We have digressed, but we're done. Yeah, that's that's all of them. We did it. I do not Ooh. recommend Shape of Things to Come. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Thank you all so much for for listening. Like six hours. Oh, I can't even see on here how long it is. Uh, will yeah, I will. It's three thousand four hundred and twenty beats. Something beats. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just a reminder: you can get a hold of us on the Twitter at Decade Under the One, or on Facebook. You can find us if you just uh, search Decade Under the Influence. Uh, I need to do an IMDb, not IMDb. I need to do a um. What's the other one? I don't know. Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need an Instagram. Because the, um, the vintage video has an Instagram. And it's like, I feel like. Got to keep up with the Joneses. From Instagram. Yeah, I absolutely. I have to make it, and I don't want to. 
Um, but please reach out. Let us know what you think of our reviews. If you've seen these films, we'd love to talk to you about them and talk yeah. a little shit about them. Make an Instagram page for us. Uh, do a do a review. We don't offer you anything for doing the review other than our deepest thanks. If you think of something that you'd like us to do that doesn't we'll cost us any money. sing to you a thoughtful money. song about how you could suck these dicks. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe something else. These dicks? These dicks. <laughs> <laughs> like you You're like, you're like... These very specific dicks, not the dicks. <laughs> these dicks. These dicks. <laughs> you should suck ones. these dicks. <laughs> I suppose it's but better than dick. those dicks. <laughs> you should suck those dicks, actually. What's this, oh, that little Richard record I have where he's saying about, he's pointing people in the crowd and goes, you, you, not you. <laughs> <laughs> so like this dick and this dick, but not that no, dick. not that dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.